1: This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we listen to all of their records. And then we rank them from worst to best. And we also give our biggest banger from each of them if we even have one. Uh, But then before we do that, we get into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. And that's where we connect the artist of the week to or band of the week to Tom DeLonge, our boy Tom DeLonge um so yeah while you're listening go to uh spotify give us five stars on there please go do that apple podcast give us five stars on there all the social media is at asinine radio we have a discord server if you want to join that let us know we'll send you the link and we have a phone number you can call us leave us a voicemail shoot us a text that phone number is 503-893-5307 so get into that and if you if you're kind of lazy go to the description on this episode right now scroll down a little bit you can uh, leave us some feedback there. You can leave us a voicemail or like a voice message there. That's cool, too. And last but not least, my name my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. So let's jump right into the rankings, uh, or actually, let's jump right into the six degrees of Tom DeLonge, if you even did it. I did, I did not do it, no. I did this not do is, it either, because it's yeah, way it's too
0: easy. It, it, this, I mean, the, and even if it wasn't easy, this week has way, been way too long. There's a lot of shit to do this week. A yeah, a lot of listening. I agree.
1: I agree. So let's move on. Let's get into the rankings. So we are going to be doing their seven full length records plus the Tremulant EP because, yes, folks, that it is that important. So it, is. it really it truly is. So let's jump into this right now. Let's start with our number eight. What do you got? Go,
0: Texture. That's it. Done. Don't no, care. That's not. Nah, no, not. not number. That's no, not. I know. It's
1: it's not. Not. See, you can't. You can't even. It's can't not. Even trick me. It's not. The, yeah, I, I'm Do I mean,
0: you know why? Cause I'm not a fucking liar like you. That's why, that's why I can't trick you. I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a seasoned liar like you are. I'm not a con man. I'm not Well, a, what I'm you just dece- said is a lie. So, I'm a, you you so, oh, so oh, oh, so I am. Oh, you are oh, so I am. oh you octahedron, are octahedron. Okay. That's my that's my uh, lowest one. It was almost okay. tough to get through. Really? uh This one really was. I felt this was mostly just Cedric like wailing away on vocals and and Pridgen throwing down, like, a lot of broken beats to break up the monotony of, of what they deemed a pop record. Um, I enjoyed this one a lot less than I did the last time we did the Mars Volta, mm. and it was pretty fucking stupid. Luciforms was pretty dope, but that's just because, uh, I don't know, it gets back to what made me love the Mars Volta in their early EP. But overall, mm. I, I just don't think this album goes anywhere. It just doesn't do anything for me, and... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just there to like fill a gap for, for, for Marsville to tour and merch outputs. But this <laughs> was, uh, was
1: pretty stupid. Wow, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. All right, my number eight is also Octahedron. I will say, though, I, I enjoyed this record a lot more this week than I have in a long time. I, I listened to this on vinyl. I listened to this uh, in my car. Oh, my
0: God, dude.
1: And I, I honestly, I did enjoy this a lot more. There are some songs that are like, eh, they're whatever, like Halo of Nebutals. That one's whatever. Uh, Cotopoxy, that is the best song, by far the best song on this record. Uh, Since We've Been Wrong is also a banger. Desperate Graves, I love that one too. I hey, will say I'm though...
0: i just going to fucking dissect every fucking song in this stupid album. It's almost <laughs> I'm stupid.
1: Ra- I'm, I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it good up. my God. It sounds not good. I agree with you. Uh, Cedric's vocals are the worst part of this record. I feel like uh, Thomas, it was great hearing Thomas like kind of be more restrained after Bedlam because Bedlam was just absolute fucking chaos. But uh, yeah, Cedric was the weakest part of this record. Also the lack of Ike. Ike wasn't on this record, uh, so that sucked. But um, yeah, Cotopoxy, this is the most Mars Volta sounding song up to this point. And uh, yeah, that's a banger of a song. And I still dig it. I'll keep listening. I have it on vinyl because it's still good. Just not their best. Just not their best. So there you go. Octahedron is my number eight.
0: I rate Octahedron a one. You give that a one. Really? Yeah. I I just
1: don't think it's good. I really don't. Okay. All right. That's fine. So anybody listening who has never listened to the podcast, we have our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So you gave this one a one. Yeah. Okay, I, I I give this one a two two out of three.
0: Oh my god,
1: I enjoy this one. It's good.
0: It's oh, fun. You're such a butt. It's fun you, at this, points. This is the this is the fucking bodies. Uh, you got bodies goggles on right now. A five bodies <laughs> A5 goggles. A5. <laughs> that's why you, you bought two copies of A five bodies by All accident. Right. Anyway, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I'm subconscious. So what do you uh, got for number seven? Nocturne kit. This one was not much better. I I, I liked this one a lot. Last time we did the Mars Volta listen through. Yeah, I, I enjoyed like this. This was tough also to get through. It wasn't that it was terrible. It was just way too fucking long. You mm-hmm. don't get enough out of this for what it is. This is a lot of filler. This is this is. There's parts of this that are way more pop than Octahedron. So I don't know where the fuck that comes from. Because the, the, the Octahedron was when they were saying they were trying to write a pop record, right?
1: Like kind of tongue in cheek, kind of jokingly, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, oh, fuck those guys, idiots. Only I know everything. <laughs> but there, it, it just. This album like never gets aggressive ever and so for no, me no. it was just another record to get through no high points but also no low points whereas like octahedron I think had low points this album had no low points this was just like lukewarm honestly just boring boring stuffs but it wasn't huh. bad it was just boring
1: fine so okay. I, I get this one you have on no one, too. You have I really no I,
0: I have no interest in talking about these two at all everything else I have a lot of notes for these ones I just don't give a shit about. Okay, that's
1: fine. That is fine. Uh, do you, so do you have no banger, no stinker? It just kind of sits in no man's. Yeah, name? it's okay. it's it's
0: also a one.
1: Okay. So Nocturnic Kid is also my number seven. Um, this is uh, I still like this record a lot. I think it's it's very electronic sounding. It's very robotic. Uh, I mean, the drummer they had was DeAnthony Parks, who's kind of known as like this human metronome. He's just a fucking unreal drummer. Honestly, he's fucking insane. Um, but, uh, I don't know. We're, I guess we're not going to dive too deep into these records. Like we, we should, but we also don't want to be here for another four hours. So this is, this isn't going to be another Marilyn Manson, another Marilyn Manson run. So, um, yeah, Nocturne kid. I still think this is, this is a solid record. This is, uh, this came out in 2012, right before they broke up. They didn't even really do a full tour on this one because they hated each other at this point. And, um, it's more electronic based. I still dig it. I understand. I get what you're saying. It is a little bit long, um, but it still has some solid stuff on there. In a st- in Abstentia. Oh, my God. I have so, such a hard time saying this. In absentia, in absen- however you fucking pronounce that. That's my banger on this one. Mullich Walker. I like that one a lot, too. Um, there's there's a few bangers on this record. I really dig this one. So, yeah. Now, is my number seven. I would give this one a two out of three as well. Off based just, off of our three point it's rating system.
0: Over a fucking hour long. And I just it's just it doesn't need to be. Yeah. It doesn't need yeah. to
1: yeah. be. It I think it's it's better that they broke up after this record and didn't make more Mars Volta records. I really think that was for the best. But I also yeah. really
0: hate that like like even Octahedron and this one still get pretty good reviews. And that bothers me because it's like first of all comparatively no not even close not even the same fucking ballpark to their best but just like <laughs>
1: sitting on its own it's still not a great record it's just not I think it takes some listening too because when I when it first came out I didn't really care for it either but it really does kind of grow on you I think you just have to kind of absorb it a bit more so maybe listen 10 more times no no, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna throw that kind of theory out there on this one. <laughs> oh, because you really want me to like this one? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather you like some other shit more than this, but okay. uh, I'd rather you like more of Wednesday Thirteens records than this one. But anyway, let's move on. What do you got for your number six? This is this is legit here. Amplitude. is it and really. I've, I've, yeah, it really is.
0: This is their their third album. I, I've come to realize more and more that the, the main reason I don't like this is Omar. Sometimes he just goes off in his own world, and he just mm-hmm. wanks for no other reason than he's just he's conceited. It doesn't drive the song the way they were writing prior to this. It doesn't drive the song the way they did in, in Bedlam. It's essentially just noise. Even Baphomet's is a dope song, but there's parts of it that, song. that I just I can't even listen to. It's fucking annoying. I he needs to chill out. Stop trying to be like iconic Omar, unique mm-hmm. Omar. Dude, sit down, relax. Never once in Francis or De Loust is there needless wanking. The wanking can be melodic and serve a purpose. Baphomence isn't even a top song for me because of a few <sighs> smart parts like that. It's <sighs> annoying. Amputexture is, is, and I'll say it multiple times throughout this this rankings and everything, it's musical masturbation. Because I, I read somebody wrote that online. <laughs> it's musical <laughs> masturbation and it's fucking annoying. Even tetragrammatron tetragrammaton is a close one too there's way more to like than not to like and I'm not even saying the album is bad it's really not it's a really solid listen and I like the album I just honestly think that it's semi-ruined by Omar trying to be the best and just seeing how far he can take it before somebody says dude fucking stop that's legit what I feel like about this album that's why I can't stand it I mean that those are those are points that's for sure it's like it's 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 like a pizza, right? It's like a pizza that looks fucking fantastic, but there's a couple slices that have like like mushrooms on it. So mm-hmm. I have to like eat around it and it's just like oh, uh, it's just a fucking
1: hassle. So That's how I feel about Stupid.
0: <laughs> I fucking hate mushrooms on pizza.
1: It's just stupid. That's just dumb yeah, dumb. Yeah, mushrooms dumb. on pizza mushrooms on dumb. pizza is stupid. But that that doesn't apply to uh to this record, so I can't do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my rebuttal uh until I I get to Ambytexure on my okay. list, That's so it. otherwise I, I would be fighting with you right now, but oh, you will be. <laughs> you, we I I been. really I'm really shocked that it's as low as it is. I I, I thought you would be more. You'd be more open to it this time around. I really, at least, really
0: at least, would. I've 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 pinpointed why I don't like it now, and the reason is Omar. I honestly, that was the best term which anybody's is, ever used in musical masturbation.
1: Which is so weird because like you've been such a hater of, of unnecessary solos for so long, but then all of a sudden you love Iron Maiden, one of the most obnox not obnoxious, but you know, just kind of like an annoying kind of metal band from the '80s who do a shit ton of solos.
0: Yeah, but the reason I love Iron Maiden is is is, is still in line of, of why I hate annoying, obnoxious solos. The reason I love Iron Maiden is because their
1: bass player is fucking unreal. Yeah, and the band in, on Amputexture is fucking phenomenal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great, and the music is awesome. I just think that Omar ruins songs because he oh, is too much okay. Omar. He tries way too fucking hard. It's like, dude, stop. Like, why? Why do you need to do that? All right, all right. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it, it <laughs> so do you have mad. a banger off this one? I, I do think, like, like Baphomet is a really, really dope song. I think it's really, really good. And, like, overall, mm-hmm. I guess, like, the, either that one or, like, our Tetra, Grammatron, Gram, whatever the f- Grammaton would be another banger for me. Um, but, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't playlist them. And not that you could playlist Marge Volta songs anyway, really. Yeah, it's so, hard. Uh, but, like, there's just parts of both of those songs that just, man, I wish he would just shut the fuck up. I really do.
1: So what would you give this uh, based off of our rating system?
0: Uh, I give it a one point nine because I really, I really don't go back to this. I'm not gonna go back to this. I did not buy this. Ah, so that so was the that was warmer. the big that was the big sneak that's peek big, here. Re-
1: that's the big review okay. okay. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm not gonna go back to this, but it's still really fucking good. Like everybody's really tight. Everybody's bringing their A game. It's a solid, solid record. It's all. It's honestly, I'm just like nitpicking here. A certain, uh, you know, maybe five, six parts of the album. That I think just really, really annoy me. What about like just, um asilos As-
1: As- 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 Magdalena, the acoustic song?
0: That one's good. That's a good song. I like that song. I like when they do acoustic songs, save for the album of the week. I like I like when they do like these <laughs> acoustic type songs. So I think they're really good because they do them really well. Because yeah, they don't uh, they're not playing like this classical guitar where they're where they're doing like Segovia stuff or like super complicated riffs. They kind of like dumb it down a lot. And I like that. Because it's a good contrast to, you know, the eleven minute fucking Mecca song or or Baphomets, which is like twelve minutes. Oh,
1: I love Baphomets.
0: Baphomets is good. It's a fucking oh. good song. I get I do. I Obviously, get excited when I hear it. It's
1: a perfect Prague song. It's a perfect Prague song.
0: But he's just he's he's no uh oh, dude, it's just like shut the fuck up, man.
1: Oh god. Okay, that's Shut I mean. the fuck up. We'll get more into it later. So uh, that is your number six, is Amputexture. My number six is the album of the week. The Mars Volta is the Mars Volta, the Ooh. gold album, as some might say. So let's move on to your number five. What do you got for number five? So low.
0: So you ate it. So we're just this whole time, oh, we're just, just going to shit definitely all over did it. not say that. That's fun.
1: Okay. So what, what did you, would you for rate number it, then? 5 I'm, I'm not going to tell you now. Ah, I'm not going to tell all you all my ratings you for the rest him. of them. Oh, God, you. Actually, you know what? I will tell my ratings for the rest of the the, for the rankings. That's fine. So, what do you have for n- your number five? Oh, like, so the lowest you've gave
0: so far is a two, and the highest you are going to give yeah. clearly is a three from now on. Well, that's so debatable. it's somewhere between a two and a three. Okay. Uh, that,
1: that's debatable. Ooh, we're Marble Mel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my my number five is also the uh, album, not also, but my my number five is album of the week. March uh, Voltas, the uh, March okay. Voltas.
1: There we go. There we go. My number five then is Tremulant EP, their first. Their first first output of proper music. What, spit what did beer you just all of me? I spit. Okay. I know.
0: I spit. I took a sip of beer and I spit all of my computer. It's not ruined because of that dumb thing you said.
1: <laughs> I love Tremulant. This is not the first thing I heard from the band, but when I did, I, I when I did hear this, I just I fell in love with it. I think all three songs are just absolute perfection. Every member fucking kills it. John, Ava, Omar, everybody, Ike, It's just. It's something else. And I know you're going to bring it up, but I'll just touch upon it real quick. This is a great bridge from At The Drive-In to the Mars Volta with a little bit of dub, just tiny, tiny, mm. tiny bit of dub and thrown in there. So yeah, Tremulant, the Tremulant EP is really something special that I feel like is not talked about enough amongst music fans in general, really. I mean, this is truly something special from a band that did so much, so many better things, but they were they were really revolutionizing music at this time, especially at this time. So, my favorite song off this one, it's hard because I love Eunuch Provocator. I mean that that is my banger, but Cut That City, like that after that two minute intro, the way Cut That City really hits, and it's just that's an At the Drive-In song. It's like a futuristic At the Drive-In song. It's fucking amazing, but Eunuch, that that build up that. That build up with with John's drumming, that kind of like shuffle kind of drumming thing that he does. Oh my god, dude, it's fucking perfection. It's uh, so goddamn uh, uh. good. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, that's my number. My number five is Tremulant EP. So what okay. do you got for number four?
0: Deloust. Deloust is my number four. Their first album, baby.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Well, yeah, this was. Did you uh, listen to
1: Landscape Tantrums as well, or did you, did you I, just listen to Deloused?
0: I know I, li- I did my homework. Okay. Okay. Don't act like don't fucking sure. don't come at me here. Okay, I'm Mr. Not. Bishop.
1: Just All asking right? questions. Fucking just asking me questions. questions,
0: calling me out in front of the class. I don't care. I don't care. I did my history homework. I passed. <laughs> I, I I think like history was the hardest subject for me in, in high school because it was so, Mr. Bishop was so fucking dry. He was no, like he was your, a your, your, terrible teacher. He was like your, your 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 typical Ben Stein, like in nineteen forty one. This happened in nineteen forty two. This happened nineteen forty three. He was the fucking happened. wrestling coach. And it's just like I cannot learn that way, bro. And it was the worst. <laughs> so, so when I call you Mister Bishop, it's a it's a derogatory term. It's it's meant to insult you and, and make you feel terrible. So yeah, okay. that, that's why I said that. Okay. I, uh, I I think I think this was like my real introduction to the Mars Volta was Deloused, like through you. Like it was it was Deloused, and and what I remember most about the band really. And it's still really enjoyable. We did this with, with, with Friend of the Pod Skip, and mm-hmm. and I really like this album. It's just fucking iconic. It's it's great. It's fun. Inertiatic is, is absolutely perfect. Drunken Drunkenship is perfect. Roulette is perfect. These are songs that are so easy to get back into after not listening for a while. And I had this on the vinyls, and, and it's just, like, it's so fucking good. Everything about this is absolutely damn near fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. Is not meant to be like a diss. They're they're these all the, the ones I just mentioned are like the pop songs of the album, right? These are like the very popular yeah, songs, sure. or they're easy to get into. There's melodies there you can catch on to, but they're great. But this week I really gravitated towards "Scatitudes," uh, right? That's how you uh, say it? Cicatriz? Yeah,
1: cicatriz.
0: Holy shit, dude! This may be like their best, like outwardly aggressive prog metal song they've ever done. It yeah. really does everything you want to hear in a song of this caliber. Everything that you want to hear, everything you think that you want in a prog metal song, is there. It speeds up, it slows down, it's heavy, it's 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 soft, it's dainty, it's aggressive. Everything about this song is is, is fucking unreal. And it's 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 I don't know. It blew, it blew my mind. It really did blow my mind this week. Even though we we, we just did this album not that long ago, <laughs> like
1: a year and a half ago, if
0: that. It's crazy. Even the jammy parts of like take the veil serpentax. Like I like that's That's such a sweet fucking way to transition out of the album. This is a true banger of an album, and uh, I, I, I love this album so much. And the Mars Volta is a band that I just don't, I don't go back to that often. I don't know why, and I've, I've said every time I do Mars Volta, I always say this. I don't know why I don't go back to this more often. I think it's because I don't want to devote an hour of my time to this, to an album. But yeah, then, like, yeah. when I actually do throw it on, it's just, like, that hour goes by so fast. It blows me it away. so fast. And it does. It blows me away every single time. Just from the opening of Inertiatic to the closing. I just like through and through. It's a cool album that tells a cool story. That's some shit that even even then, even like the early two thousands, never heard that shit before. No, even it was something. The, even unique. the prog metal scene. I mean, even like BT Bam, like
1: that's still not quite like this. No, you're totally right. They never did anything like this. It's fucking awesome. yeah so i
0: i think like from now Um, on everything everything here is probably damn near close to like a three to be honest like this is all
1: okay good good all right my uh my number four is bedlam and goliath their fourth record this one i i do i do absolutely love this record there's a couple songs that are question a little bit questionable like tourniquet man conjugal burns but uh I mean, th- this album it, it really is just pure chaos. Like at least with Ambitexture, it was it seemed a little bit more controlled. Yeah, it was it was wanky, but it was more controlled. This is just a no holds no holds barred, just just punch you in the fucking face record, and I love it. I mean, this is just the memories, <laughs> as stupid as it is, the memories of the Comatorium at the time when after they had kicked out Theodore, they brought in D'Antoni briefly, and then they. You know, Blake Fleming, then DeAnthony. And then they, they were like, Oh, everybody's wondering who's the new drummer. And it's taught this, this like prodigy drummer, like 19 year old drummer, Thomas Pridgen comes in. And I remember just people posting videos of him playing on like gospel chops and just everybody, was everybody's mind was blown at the time. And just the, the nostalgia with this record, my 21st birthday, I spent seeing the Mars Volta, the greatest show I've ever been to. It was the start of this tour, the Bedlam tour. And, uh, yeah, dude, this is uh, this is something else. Benlam it really is so unique. There's nothing that sounds like this. It's it's the most aggressive kind of prog, the most wacky aggressive kind of prog you're ever going to listen to. I guess that's kind of the best way of putting it because it's not like BT Bam or Dillinger kind of prog. This is just wacky. It's just some <laughs> of it doesn't. It makes no fucking sense. You know, you go from Wax, which is a two and a half minute song, to to uh Goliath to fucking everything uh, our and cavaletes everything it's just it's absolutely insane my favorite song off of here is uh Elena I, that's even how you pronounce it i don't know um i think the groove in that song is unbeatable it's the grooviest song on the entire record for sure and it's kind of crazy to hear and groove like that when everything else on the record is absolute mayhem so i love that song um the weird thing I've never really noticed until recently, recently until somebody brought it up in the, the Volta group is that is his voice, the, the, um, the effects that the different effects he uses on his voice to give it kind of like this reverb, echoey thing. And I really never, never, ever noticed it until maybe about a month or two ago. And it's totally true. Like he, Cedric doesn't sound like this on any other record. No, so, no, no, um, yeah i don't know bedlam it's it holds something special for me the story behind it i think is just so bad tragic but also so cool for the fans and just adds so much lore to the band and the, and everything else so bedlam and goliath is uh is my number four and what a cool title right it's this is so cool it just sounds title. cool yes. spitting out your mouth it just sounds fucking cool that's ah, it's fucking great so there you go that's my number four what do you got for number Holy. three Three is uh, is Bedlam
0: for me, Bedlam and the Goliath. This is uh okay. this is their fourth album. The, the, this album fought back and forth between De Laust and honestly like like their self title kind of gave gave me a run for its money at a I can't at a point. You, the
1: gold album is this high for you. This is so fucking but, retarded but, stupid. But
0: Bedlam is just oh easy tiger. Bedlam is just like <laughs> <laughs> ult- ultimately it was just it was a couple songs from here that really pushed it forward above De Laust. And I think I think like I've already talked about the, the pop centric focus of De Laust and that's that's why it's a little bit below. I think it's a little bit a little bit too safe. Bedlam, that's the best work, is fucking just absolute chaos. This is bonkers. This is this is solid Mars Volza. This is everything that I you want that I wanted for amputecture without the musical masturbation. It has all huh. the excitement of Francis, but not enough of its complexity to be higher. But fuck man this album is unbelievable. It is long as shit, but you never yeah, get bored of it because it's so aggressive. It's so aggressive and it's like and it's approach to prog music. It's it's so bonkers. And it it's just it sounds so sloppy. You listen to it over and over and you're like, "Wow, this is actually not sloppy. This is super tight. This is very methodical. But it still sounds kind of sloppy." And I love that. Until you're
1: and play it live. Then it's fine. And that's, that's at times.
0: And, and and okay, so like one thing is is every time I listen to Cavalettas, I just laugh at the thought of Cedric gyrating and vibrating his whole body to that song, that <laughs> that staccato yeah. part. I swear I can just picture him doing that, just so aggressively <laughs> and annoying. But but dude, I Goliath, Goliath, Goliath is the best. This is this is this is this is a top two Mars Volta song for me. I think this Fuck. is. I've said it before, and I've said it for a while. If if you want to get somebody into the Mars Volta, you play him this song. Like, hey, what is the Mars Volta about? What should I listen to? Just play him Goliath. If you don't like Goliath, I don't think I don't think this band's for you. I don't think you'll make it.
1: That's fair. And Goliath, That's fair.
0: God damn, Goliath is so goddamn fucking good. I just I cannot even I I cannot get over how amazing that song is. That song, that song has everything. That song has everything that I want in music. Not even just just Mars Volta Prague anything. It says everything that I want in music keeps me on my toes every time i listen to it it's like the first fucking time i hear it i love it so much and there's zero musical masturbation in it it goes <laughs> somewhere it does something omar's doing something even though it's fucking wacky and crazy but so is everybody else this mm-hmm. is like this is like organized chaos this is fucking oh. insane it's it's true it really is it's, it's uh, like hey let's all we that's all, how we i feel about
1: ambitecture
0: but it's too much omar it's too if there's too much Omar, it doesn't work. Okay, but I don't need too okay. much Omar.
1: I need less Omar. Um, right. <laughs> do you like Rapid Fire Toll Booth, the original version of Goliath? Uh, I'm, I
0: don't really
1: do you remember, remember that one, but you don't remember it? it. It was it was on an Omar solo record, but it's the original version of it. It's half the song. It's the first half of the song, and it's played like way slower, and it's oh. very much more groove based, way more groove based than than the version on on this record. It's really oh, good. And Marcel plays drums on it. It's not Thomas who plays drums on it.
0: There's still like a lot of groove here. So I would be curious to see like, or hear how it would be slower because after like the whole high part with Cedric
1: and he was like wailing away. Then it
0: stops.
1: That part's not even in the other song. Oh, that's like my favorite part. It cuts. Uh, the, the song ends right before that, that breakdown starts. Yeah. It, it's really only like the first four minutes of Goliath, but it's played slower. Maybe three minutes because it is played slower, but it's good. It's it's very different. It has a way, way different feel, way different vibe than, than, than this version. But it's still good. Still solid stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's your, um, it's, your it's your your least favorite, so that's fine. Well, it's not. That's that's just stupid. But um, that was my number three. Which number Bedlam? three? All right, my number three Find is. The last. No. My number three it might not be is... Francis. I'm turning this off right now. I swear to God. Say it. Say it. My number Say three it. is Francis the Mute. Say it. Dumb. Dumb. Francis the Mute. It is. Dumb. I love Dumb. this record. I think I think this record is just... This record's a beyond banger. It, you cannot fuck with this. Even this. Even The Widow, as stupid as that song is, it's still a fucking catchy-ass banger. But I wish they weren't playing it on this tour, but it's still a banger. Um, One of my favorite favorite Mars Volta songs is Cygnus I think that song is just some fucking masterpiece of course Cassandra is awesome Levia is amazing Miranda after that four minute intro fucking awesome song but um I don't know it's just this is I think maybe the only reason why it's as low as it is is because you can't really take any of these songs out of the context of the record this is only something you can listen to front to back that's it that's all especially Cygnus and especially, especially Cassandra. Those two songs are just, they're just beautiful prog masterpieces that need to be played front to back really with the entire record. And then you throw the the title song, Francis the Mute at the front of the record where it should have been. That's a fucking banger of a song. And it sucks that they, they, they couldn't add it because it added too much time to the disc. So it wouldn't fit on a CD and putting out a double CD at this time, for a band like this was not the smartest thing to do. No. So they didn't do it. Um, just, it's just unfortunate since clouds Hill kind of took over from everything that they, they didn't throw Francis, Francis, the mute single out as a single, or at least throw it on this record. But apparently it had to do with like vinyl rights and with, with universal and everything like that, because it was a, it was a separate single rather than some as rather than the album as a whole. So I think that uh, was that was part of the issue with it, or that's what we're any, any
0: any excuse that comes out of that man's mouth from Cloud Hill. Yeah, I just don't fucking hand. care about. <laughs> the guy's worthless, absolutely worthless as a
1: businessman. It's like every time you think like, okay, he he, he kind of redeems himself, then he does something even dumber and just even more like, dude, do you not? Do you have like zero customer service skills? Like you own you own a fucking company and you have zero. Zero feelings towards anything or anyone outside of yeah, your pocketbooks on the band. He's a dick.
0: He's a fucking dick.
1: Yeah, kind of. Kind he's of. an
0: absolute fucking dick. He's he's taking advantage of people's wants. I, I don't want to get into it. We've already done it before. When, yeah, we've when talked about got it. On a box lot. Set and box But he's a dick. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> don't care.
1: But I love Francis. I really, really love Francis. I listened to this record three times this week, once on vinyl. You know, it just it's bothers me awesome. that the like, hippie
0: texture so high. So okay. There's a reason for it.
1: There oh, is yeah. a reason for it. But uh, yeah, Francis the Mute. I mean, we're not going to dive into this. This is a whole can of worms that you know would take us a couple hours to dissect. So moving on, what do you got for number two?
0: Go. Cool. Okay. Uh, Tremulant. You didn't say go, so I, just, I do the go myself. Tremulant tremulant tremulante as they say in for Spanish. number two for number two baby wait For number two what am i what did what, what you put what,
1: what where did you put the mars volta one at number five. Oh, is that it okay okay yeah tremulant is it. number two
0: it's because i love this it's because it's so it's it's just it's what i want it's what i want it's what i'm expecting it's what they gave me and uh it's you know it's it's at the drive-in. This is at the drive-in with a little bit of Mars <laughs> really Volta is. mixed in. This is this is a fantastic bridge between the two groups, between the two bands, between the two like like sounds. And I love this so much. I, I and then I realized this week too that that there are parts of this, that this EP album that are very Zeppelin sounding. Some of the explosiveness that you hear in like uh like like Immigrant Song right when that one explodes. Oh like yeah,
1: kind of like Capetown City kind of explodes. Or yeah, unit. there's
0: fucking explosiveness in this record, yeah, and that's I, very Zeppelin sounding. And then the way the drums come in, that's very Bonham. There's a lot of, I, I sound like Will Sasso do like, like the the, <laughs> 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 you know, when he does those fucking rhyming things. I, I can't yeah. even. Find, I, too I know far exactly to, what you're talking about. Yeah, super super uh, inside joke, I guess. Not <laughs> fun Duty for Pod show. Do the podcast. Um, Get into it. I, I, I just think this 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 EP is just. I think it's perfect. I think it's absolutely perfect. I think it's fun. I think it's quirky. I think it's it's a it's a great way to transition me from from being like a snobby At the Drive In fan to falling in love with Mars Volta. And I think that's in, that's 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 its intention, is it wants to take the At the Drive In fans to hey we're still the same band at heart because look at what we can do with Tremulant. But don't be afraid to embrace what we're going to become. And that's Mm -hmm. what Tremulant does. And then like we get Deloused and it's just like, Wow. Holy shit, bro. So (laughs) so Tremulant Tremulant holds a very important place in their discography. That's why I feel we ranked it. Is because it's a pretty damn important record. It is. Even though it's an E P and uh, the songs, like, on their own. You take them all individually. They're fantastic. But Concertina, dude, come on. That's the that's best really fucking track favorite? of the album. Come on.
1: Oh, my God, dude. Silly insane. Boy Talk over here. This is fucking insane. Silly Boy Talk. That, Jesus that is, fucking age Christ. That's, like, one of the worst songs off of Tremulant oh. and Deloust. Oh. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love Concertina. But it's the worst off of that, that kind of bundle of songs.
0: I'll take, take that song any day of the week. That's I'll insane. take it over like
1: anergicatic, straight up. No, oh, that's so. Like that. No, you wouldn't. That's <laughs> would that. that. <laughs> <laughs> But
0: I do love it a lot. It's really good. I think the it only really
1: song you, you could say that it's better than off of De La's Or Maybe Tira. Honestly, like, like, maybe Tira. Like because that's like an interlude. Roulette, kind of. It kind of annoys you me. The, the, the intro really? kind of annoys me. The intro kind of annoys the me. And then, yeah, It kind of annoys me. Oh, but it hits but so hard when everybody comes does. in. It does, it does. I god love it, damn.
0: and it's spastic, and it's like, oh my god, like it's kind of like frightens you. That's <laughs> ah, good.
1: Tremulent, tremulant, <laughs> tremulent, tremulent, tremulent. All right, my number two is Delaus in the Comatorium, their first record, their, de- their debut record. Um, this one. This one every which way is just fucking amazing. I, I the musically uh, the production. I a lot of people talk shit on, on Rubin, Rick Rubin's you know kind of what he did with this record, but it still sounds fucking awesome. Cedric's vocals are amazing. His melodies are fucking awesome, and I will I will say that I will say that is because of Rick Rubin. It really is. It because his vocals never sounded this melodic. It was a pop guy.
0: Rick Rubin. Oh, well, of course, hard yes. as a pop guy. He's, he's there to make
1: money. He's there to sell millions I know. Of records, and it so, and yeah. it fucking it made for an amazing record on De Laust.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's why we listen to fucking music is to catch onto melodies.
1: I, I I think this record is, it's it's something special. It's something that that nobody has really, nobody ever really did it at the up to this point. There was no Prague record. I mean, I've said this about a couple of their other records too. There's been no prog record that sounded like this, and with with the amount of pop melodies, like ye- you can argue that yes, kind of did something like this, but never to this extent. Genesis never did anything did anything to this extent.
0: I don't think anyone's ever done it to this extent. No, no one's ever done this.
1: It's so it's so fucking unique. And and you brought up uh, John Theodore and the and his drumming uh, with tremulant, and really. Some people have said it, and I will agree. John Theodore is our generation, our generation's John Bonham, without a fucking doubt. He has that big bombastic sound. He has the technical abilities, I think, better than John Bonham in some senses. In some For senses. sure.
0: I mean, because he he's not strung out on fucking drugs the entire time
1: and drunk off his ass. True. I, th- I mean, John Theodore is my, my favorite drummer of all time. He just has so explosiveness. Can, like you don't he hear does. explosiveness he has, like that in drumming. Well, it's not just that, it's his dynamics. I mean, he can go from this quiet, just beautiful kind of thing to something huge and and just loud, like in Roulette Dares. Roulette Dares is a perfect example of that. You know the highs and lows and just how he can control and guide a song so beautifully. It's Fuck dude, it's so good. And and then in take the and take the veil serpent text the way he, he he really drives that song along. It's like everything's, he's just hitting those cymbals at the beginning and then it just goes into this kind of like almost punk beat, but it's not punk. It's just, it's just this very cool, really, really good driving drum beat that just accents everything so well. He's just, he's amazing. Drunk Ship, his drumming on Drunk Ship, it's stop playing. Like he does not fucking stop in that song. It's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. It's, 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 He's 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 the best. He really. John Theodore is the greatest drummer to ever live. Oh. I'll say it. I'll fucking say it. I stand by it. I will fight anybody on it. Okay. Unless you're some idiot jazz fucking douchebag over here, but you know I'll still fight you. I don't give a fuck. I like see a jazz drummer. Jazz
0: douchebag. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> with the little sticks playing sideways, right, with their fucking yeah. left hand, all caught. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's not rock and roll. That's stupid.
1: Uh, (laughs) I fucking love jazz too. (laughs) But uh, yeah, John Theodore is the best. Um, Delos, I love this one. Love it to death. Also kind of, kind of talking about Sycatraz as well. That was one of the, the earlier songs they ever wrote. And there's a, there's a a few different variations of the song that were done by various members. So there's like this version on Delos with Flea, Theodore and the rest of the guys and with the rest of the guys then there's a version with ava on bass then there's a version with ava and blake fleming the original drummer uh before theodore and there's just cool different variations of that song and i i think if you if you are a fan of this band and you haven't heard these other versions definitely go check them out because it's all it's just it's just fun it's just fucking cool this band's fucking awesome i love this band so much you know i will say too they're amazing what flea is not
0: as great as as like society deems him to be well that's wrong but he's he's just not he can do like like the slap um. stuff really well and he can play the funk stuff really well but on this album he he plays to these songs for sure because he
1: didn't write these songs that's why. i know
0: i know but like you you get other guys that can play that that, that are like hired on as studio musicians that add to you stuff i don't think he like adds anything I I think Flea's fine. I I, I would never, ever say Flea's like a top 10, top 15 bass player of all time. See, I don't, I I I highly disagree with you on that. I actually
1: saw, I saw a breakdown a few days ago, I think it was, and it was, uh, I, I totally forgot about this, but Flea played the bass on Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. And this guy kind of broke down parts of the song You Oughta Know, and he, he's a bass player, and he broke down just the bass, Flea's bass parts, and they were amazing. I'm sure
0: like, they were great.
1: No, just, no, no. They were like, it was, I was very, very, very impressed by this. It wasn't just, just like, like not, a flashy thing. It was, I don't
0: know, man. I, I just, I, I've, I've really fallen out of grace with Flea in the past five years.
1: I'll, I'll send you this video. I'll, send, I'll, I'll find it again on, on, online, and I'll send it to you. Like I think the, it'll give guys, you a different viewpoint on Flea.
0: these guys that are like genre defining, right? The, even, even my newfound love of Metallica, like Cliff Burton, like genre defining. This guy just introduced metal to like classical music, already yeah. better than Flea. And I, oh, I, I know uh, you don't, I know you don't like the Who. I know you don't like the Who, but John Entwistle, he was the best part. Well, Keith Moon was the best part of the band. Not, no, no, no. John Entwistle was the best part of the Who. Uh. Phenomenal bass They player. were the but strongest like you, members of the band. But even like Getty, Getty's better than Flea. And we're not even getting into like the whole, I will, the whole uh, jazz era. Like Ron Carter is the most recorded artist in history and he plays bass. And he was he was a driving force behind like a lot of the cool samples of uh, Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, yeah. Chris Squire from Yes is better than Flea. Oh, Chris Squire is better than fucking yes? Flea. Yes, okay,
1: I know I am okay, I, I understand where you're going with this. But you're like discounting Flea and I, and it just I know. I, it's you not are. Fair. You're right, it's you're It's really right. not fair because he really is fucking amazing. Like I understand you can name 20 other bass players that are that are probably better, but you really can't discount his playing and his style and what he can add to a song because it is I he's think fucking I, amazing.
0: It's not that I'm discounting him, I'm just I'm just honestly like whenever people talk about base players it's always like the number one person that pops up as far as, as, as like if you ranked best base players of all time and then most popular base players of all time the aggregate of both of those things Flea is probably number 1.
1: Yeah, I would agree. He's the flash that's, for sure.
0: That's what I don't. I don't. I don't dislike that, but I, I. I like to. I like to enlighten people. You know what I mean. I like to say there are other bass players out there. let just. And I've say, never been. I've never been like a bass guy up until like fairly recently. like the rhythm section has always just kind of been like, oh, that's a good rhythm section. But I never dove into who is that bass player. I've always yeah. dove into who is that drummer. But I never dove into who is that bass player. And so up until like fairly recently, it's been like, okay, there's a lot of really really good bass players. But there's like I feel like ninety percent of of bass players are are in the okay range, like yeah they're fine, but that ten percent, oof, that ten percent is, is where it's at. Flea's definitely in that ten percent for yeah. sure, but he's not the best.
1: All right, let's move on to our number ones. I guess what do you got for your number
0: like, one? I I guess that rant was 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 served no purpose other than me to just trash <laughs> Flea, which was terrible awful because he's great i, I do too Whatever. oh real quick all my best all my best, fr- best friends are fleas honestly that's so that's dumb. fine
1: yeah. that's dumb oh, um yeah. didn't hit that's fine no i I got it i got it can't win them all my uh oh yeah, i forgot to mention my my banger off of delouse at least right now this week is drunk ship of lanterns that's that's my banger it's <laughs> a good one for the moment right? it changes Th- this album the songs on this album change all the time when it comes to my banger. There you go. Let's, uh, let's move on to, your no- to our number ones. What do you got? Go.
0: I mean, obviously, we both know our number ones. We both know each other's number ones. Mine's Francis. And mine's the better one of
1: the one number ones, but that's fine.
0: I just, I, I man, like, Livia, Laviaquez. It's a perfect song that is so far removed than, like, typical prog metal. And this yeah. so I was kinda of like getting in more to to like what makes this what makes me love this album so much. And uh it will come full circle into the Marge Volta, the, the Marge Volta. But this uh this like Latin Caribbean influencing. thing. So this, this this dude Larry Harlow is uh is playing piano on this on this album. Slays mm-hmm. on the piano. He's got a solid report card, being like an OG member of the Finille All Stars. And I only know that band because uh, in passing I've heard of them, but there's a couple guys that come to the bar uh, at, at the bar that I, that I bartend at that are from Tucson that are just like straight Mexican. They love like all like banda music, all salsa music. And he talks about like the Finney All-Stars being like the quintessential salsa group. And it's like, okay, cool. It's like I've heard of them before. I've never seen their, their stuff on the vinyls. Otherwise I would have picked it up. And then seeing like like this week researching it, seeing this guy Larry Hollow play for the Finney All-Stars and they're like original iteration like that was just kind of cool like that's that's bridging multiple things together in my life that is now hitting home that is anecdotal that is that is that is tearing on my 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 heartstrings you know what i mean yeah cool i liked it he's also worked with willie cologne tito puente cecilia cruz all of these huge fucking names in salsa play with santana just a fucking killer piano player. And that's what I really, really love about salsa music is that offbeat piano, that 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 Miami Vice fucking sounding piano. <laughs> God, that gets me. Dude, that fucking gets me. It's so good. And it's just like, it's just chords, dude. It's just... Dun, 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 right? It's offbeat yeah. chords. Nothing fancy. Just a fucking killer piano player. But what's bonkers about his parts, like in, in the song, is the song still holds true to the Marge Volta style and mm-hmm. feel... And Larry's piano holds true to the classic salsa sound, right? So if you isolated both tracks, it's like, okay, cool. This is still Mars Volta without Larry. This is still salsa without the Mars Volta. But then you put them together, and it's like, dude, they met in the middle somehow. They compromise in a way that you swear they had been playing music together forever. It's just fucking unreal. It is absolutely yeah. unreal the way this album comes together. I love the sequencing of this album. I think it flows very nicely. The Widow. That's great. Whatever. Who cares? It's great. It's pop thrown song closer. It. Is, it's thrown closer up front to catch the attention before the crazy instrumentals of Lavia and help the listener kind of like digest the rest of the album. I like it. I like the sequencing, and then like the vinyl sequencing of the songs is nice because it's a three LP, so it's not mm-hmm. cutting songs off midway through, which I've I've come to see older records will just like 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 Almond Brothers will just cut a fucking song mid through and make yeah. you flip it over and continue. Like, dude, come on, man. What are you fucking doing here? <laughs> so whatever, but I I think I think this album is 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 I think this album's perfect for one. I think I think it's beyond perfect in the way that it sets up different genres. I think we're doing like like Latin stuff. I think we're doing like this cool like cool jazz Caribbean thing going on in here. I think everybody yeah. is is, I swear to you, it sounds like these guys have been playing together for ten years, and I just don't understand how they can write music to where if you isolate each individual part. It sounds unique to them, and is exactly what you would expect. But you put them together, and and it's it's uh, it's something you never heard before. And this is something that that they've never they've never achieved this kind of groove. They no. never achieved this kind of, of 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 complexity. They've never done anything like this. That that's that's easily digestible, but also very layered.
1: I'm with you. I'm totally with you on the Larry Harlow thing, and kind of throwing it back to John Theodore. It shows this guy. Has the dynamic to play something fairly simple, but still add such nuance to his drumming pattern that it it just it just gives it gives it this extra kick, and it's fucking awesome. And did you did you watch the live video of them playing with Larry Harlow or playing the song with Harry Harlow Larry Harlow?
0: No, I I, I you're you're the you're the mastermind. You should have been sending me videos. Well, okay. You can't so send me
1: typing. They did play this song with Larry Harlow, and it's and they've they've always said that, or Omar and Cedric have always said that that he's one of their biggest influences in music. And it was like such a crazy thing that that he played on Francis, and he did perform the song with them. and And you, when you watch the performance, you could just see them just kind of in awe of him, like they're they're smiling. They're you could tell they're having a blast, but then they're not getting crazy like they they normally did at the time and they were just more just kind of s- sitting back and letting him do his thing and it, it's a really really cool performance it's from 05 and uh, during the Francis tour which is some some say is the, the greatest tour they've ever did they've ever done which i would agree i didn't get to see it but i all the videos i've seen it is the greatest thing that they ever and
0: did and that's that, that is unreal that is unreal that a guy can play with with again like i have recently kind of really really dove into like Willie Cologne. And And for a guy to play with like Willie Cologne and then also play with like the Mars Volta, and that's kind of like a passing of the torch genre wise, like hey, I'm playing with traditional kind of Latin salsa guys, but I'm also guys. incorporating what I've learned, and now I'm putting it into this crazy quirky prog metal that he may not even understand because because of his age and generational divides, huh? yeah, like me too. And then he oh may not God. even like under he may not even like like fully understand it, but he understands like the music. He understands that these guys have passion. And now if he can impart any kind of wisdom into these dudes, it, it fully happened in Francis. And Francis is uh like I, I, I think I think be from Delaus to Tremulant to Francis, those are all perfect albums. I, I I do think. But I think Francis is I think it's beyond perfect.
1: It's 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 something else. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Francis else. is is very very special. It's a special record.
0: And that part, dude, that part, like my favorite part in all of Mars Volta, is that part in La Vie where it's a dum dum dum, dum dum dum
1: dum, and then it goes in that hard Bum, salsa bim, jam, bim, bim, dude. Bim. It's oh my god, dude. It's fucking. You don't
0: amazing. need you don't need complex transition. Just fucking stop, slow it down, transition. Yep. Back to the
1: basics. Oh, it's, it's just so the good. simplicity of it is is perfect. It's perfect. It's the best. Yeah, I I I agree. Francis is 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 a beautiful record. Beautiful record. Also, Are, I, I've I've come what?
0: I've I've come to not be a huge fan of the lock grooves. I don't I don't like that shit anymore.
1: Oh yeah, I hate the lock grooves. It's so annoying. It's fucking annoying. It is. I, I've noticed. Annoying. I've noticed that that my record player is starting to do that. It's not. It's not clicking back to an off position. So I, I think the arm on my, my record player is kind of broken because you had an it's issue with motor. that, right? It's is that motor. what it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cause motor. yeah, my, my shit's not returning back to the, its proper spot when a record's finished. It's annoying. So yeah, that, that is kind of annoying. Um, okay. So do you have anything else on Francis? No, let's, uh, let's hear, let's hear your fucking thing. of Amputextra. So amputexture. this is my number one. This is, uh, this is one of my favorite records of all time. One of my favorite songs, ever created is on this record and it is day of the baffiments it's a, a top three song of all time through and through it's the third best song ever written in the history of music fucking nuts it is it goes <laughs> it, uh, hear me out three greatest songs of all time one got the life got by the life, of course
0: that's that makes sense sure
1: number two is norwegian wood by the beatles Wow, well, that would be not now by
0: the by the by the blinks
1: no not now is my number four um yeah so so Norwegian Wood is my, my number two. And then Day of the Bath amidst, but from the Mars Volta is my number three. It's, it's, it, it, uh, you brought this up earlier. I can't even speak right now. <laughs> 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 oh, that was terrible. <laughs> this album is, is controlled chaos through and through. It's not nearly as messy as Bedlam. It sounds like it's about to fall apart, but theres but John Theodore holds it all together, something that Thomas Pridgen, Thomas Pridgeon just could not do during the Bedlam years. They, he just couldn't, couldn't do it the way that John did. John has some amazing, amazing parts on this record, and it's a shame that they had such a falling out that Omar, you know, decided to kind of fuck up the sound of the drums just purely out of spite. You know it's it's so fucking annoying. I feel like this record could be better than it already is had it had a different mix because the mix is wild. The mix is the guitars are turned up so loud, and I get it. I, I understand where you don't like the guitars, and I think you say it's because it's a wank fest, but I think it's because of how high they how high they are turned up in the mix and how buried Ike is, how buried the bass is and the drums too. It it it's the Omar and Cedric mix that's what that's what Amputexure is and it sucks but when you really kind of break it down and listen to it there's a lot of complexity to this record I think there's way more complexity to this record than there is on Francis I'll say it I don't give a fuck there there really really is and you talked about you know this is this is Omar's wank fest well Omar didn't play guitar on this record he only played guitar on one song and that was a a Magdalena John Frusciante played the guitar on all the songs on this record so who arranges this though? Like you fucking
0: talk like, It's not. This is not. Jo- this is not. Uh, this is. This is not John's band. This is I, Omar's band. I, He's I arranging these songs.
1: He he arranges them, but it's also John that. plays This is his it. direction,
0: but it's it's, okay. it's not about that though. If if Omar says yes, do more, do more, do more, do more, do more. That's Omar's fault still. Hmm. And I I agree. There is more complexity to this, but there's not enough. There's comparing it to Francis. It doesn't have the same groove. It doesn't have the same fluidity as Francis does. And I still, this is a fucking wank fest. There's too much. It's See, too much musical masturbation. And if it's not Omar playing guitar, I don't care who's playing the fucking guitar. It's Omar's direction.
1: But when you look at a song like Viscera Eyes, Viscera Eyes is like the levia of this, of this album. It has that, it has that kind of groove. That just kind of makes you I don't want to say dance, but it just it has that particular kind of groove. But he then danced. it has the craziness of like Cassandra with Baphomet and, and Tetra. I mean, this is this is just the better version of Francis. And I there's love Francis. Just, there's
0: no fucking way. There's just no way. There's too much going on here. There's too much going on with not enough, with not enough groove.
1: And not only that, you throw Adrian into the mix. I love Adrian's saxophone and flute and clarinet playing and what he did on this record was just so fucking rad. When you throw on Day of the Baphomets, I mean Omar and Adrian are battling it out. It, it's like it's like the devil went down to Georgia, you know? They're just kind of it's a duel a duel of the fates, you know? And then at the very end of that that duel, they're both playing they're both hitting the note for note and then they just let it kind of scream out and then it just stops, and then it goes right back into the song. It's just, God, what a, a fucking amazing song! Adrian shines on this record. He really, really shines on this one. I love this song. When,
0: when you're taking over as band leader and as producer, all of all of the faults are now on you, all of them. But that's what he because did on
1: Francis and Bedlam too. He, Bedlam. But there were no faults so. on
0: Francis, though. That's 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 the point here is all the faults on heavy charges because he's now well, he's been continuing to take over as band leader and uh leader of the band, Like he's, he's the leader of this band and, and he's the producer now. And so all of the faults that I don't like are falling on him. Mm. It's too all much. Right. It's just too much. It's just too much winking. Mitz is a great song. There's just a, there's, it's only like, like two parts that are 20 seconds long that I think it's like, it's like dude, just shut the fuck up. Just stop. <laughs> you Don't need to do that
1: you're insane man just don't need to do it uh anyway let, let's let's wrap it up i can go on about it. Amp- i i want to do amputecture on the podcast really really break that one down but i would i would really be down to do
0: amputexture more than francis because like i like francis is too easy like i really want i want to like amputexture there's a lot of things in there that i like there's a lot of complexity in there that i want to get into and if, if I can just get past that. You got to get
1: past the guitar. Because there are some amazing guitar parts on here, too, that Freshante plays. I mean, it's just, it's just immaculate, this is the way he play. I mean, he's, a, he's a, a way better guitar player than Omar, like, through and through. And that, it shows. I mean, if you listen to the guitar playing on, on Francis and on De Laust, I mean, is playing on, on is is just so clean. You can hear every single note he hits. It's There's no sloppiness at all on this record.
0: I mean, Frusciante is one of the greats. He really is. Yeah. I mean, he, he knows music. And I, I, I read a cool Reddit thread about how they met Frusciante in like real life. And I thought that was
1: really interesting. But I may bring it up now, later. I don't know. Whatever. Later we can so. bring it up later. Okay. So, um, so yeah. That's what I got from my, my number one. Let's get into the album of the week. Um, thank you all for listening. Go listen to the main episode. And uh that's it. That's all. <laughs>